Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbard. And I'm Courtney Bronze. And each week we bring you conservation topics and events from around the Endless Mountains. So President Theodore Roosevelt had one for a pet. These animals have eye tubes instead of more familiar eyeballs. They were once a sign of victory in Grecian battles and a symbol of death in many cultures. Any idea what we're talking about today? You guessed it, owls. And one of the main reasons we're covering owls today is because if you go outside over the next month or so, especially at night, there's a good chance you'll hear the call of an owl because they primarily mate during the winter season. So let's talk about the species of owl that we might hear and see in Pennsylvania. So one of my personal favorites and also Pennsylvania's smallest owl is the northern sawbud owl. Sawwets are only 8 inches tall and between 2.5 and 4 ounces in weight. They were once thought to be uncommon, but surveys in recent years have shown this owl to be a much more common breeding bird in forested areas than previously realized. It is one of the few owls in Pennsylvania which are migratory. The majority of this owl's autumn migration occurs in October and November, with a more limited northward spring movement in February and March. Sawa owls are found in forested areas, thick, shrubby habitats, conifer stands, and coniferous wetlands. They are strictly nocturnal and utilize heavy vegetation for concealment during the day. Nests are primarily in tree cavities, however, they will occasionally use nest boxes. Their main vocalization is a repetitive whistle-like toot that sounds a bit like a truck backing up. The owl's name comes from another of its vocalizations, which is similar to the sound of a saw being sharpened with a file. There's actually a project called Project Owlnet, which focuses on the northern sawbud owl. It's a continent-wide effort to monitor the migratory ecology of population dynamics of the northern sawwet. The goal of the project is to capture sawwets and mist nets and ban them, with hopes of them being captured at other sites to better understand their migration patterns. When I was in school at Penn State Dubois, we actually took part in the project. To capture them, we would set up mist nets and then play an audio lore in the middle of the net array. So once the owls are captured, they're removed from the mist net and data is recorded on their appearance, health, size, sex, and weight. We also document when and where the owl's caught and the number from the band that's placed around their leg. And then they're released unharmed to continue their way. That's awesome. Um, did you do that for one semester or the whole time you were there? So Penn State Dubois has a banding station in Ridgeway, and they do it every fall in October and November. So we had to do it as part of a class, but like you can also volunteer and go anytime you want. Awesome. All right, well, let's talk about another one. Um, it's been said that one of the most common owls in North America can be found all across North America up to the northern tree line. Great horned owls are more likely to be found in secondary growth woodlands, swamps, orchards, and agricultural areas. They are found in a wide variety of deciduous and coniferous or mixed forests. In some areas, such as the southern Appalachians, they prefer old growth stands. Their home range usually includes some open habitat, such as wetlands, fields, pastures, or croplands, as well as forests. The great horned owls nest in tree holes, stumps, caves, or in an abandoned nest of other large birds. These owls usually have one to five eggs, however two is typical. 
Great horned owls are voracious eaters and can sometimes swallow their prey whole. They consume a variety of creatures, including raccoons, rabbits, squirrels, domestic birds, falcons, and other owls, as well as the occasional skunk thrown into their diet. So the next species is actually listed as endangered in Pennsylvania. That's the short-eared owl. Nest sites have been limited to a very few in central and western Pennsylvania on strip mine reclamation areas. Their nests are on the ground, hidden in grassy areas or shrubs. Short-eared owls are open country birds, preferring grasslands, lake shores, and occasionally wetlands. These owls tend to be crepuscular, which means they're most active at dusk and dawn. However, it's not unusual for them to be active during late afternoons. Short-eared owls sometimes vocalize using high-pitched barks and occasionally hoots. They feed on small mammals and birds. They're about 13 to 16 inches tall and weigh just under one pound. And they are also a migratory owl, with large numbers migrating into the state in the fall and wintering over until February or March. Let's take a look at the long-eared owl. So long-eared owls roost in heavy vegetation and forage in open grasslands or shrublands. Also open coniferous and deciduous woodlands. They occur at elevations ranging from near sea level to above 6,500 feet. Here in Pennsylvania, consider yourself lucky if you've seen a long-eared owl since they tend to stick to dense forest growth and they're purely nocturnal. The long-eared owl's nest sites are usually in trees roughly 4 to 30 feet above ground, usually about mid-level in tree. They don't build a nest but instead recycle abandoned nests built by other birds such as crows, ravens, magpies, and various hawks. Their diet consists mostly of small animals. These owls feed heavily on common local rodent populations. Depending on region, their diet may consist of mostly voles and deer mice, but they've also been known to eat small birds, shrews, bats, lizards, snakes, and other small creatures. The nocturnal barn owl is a light-colored owl with long legs and a heart-shaped face. It weighs in at just over one pound and is 15 to 20 inches in length. Its nickname is the monkey-faced owl. The calls of the barn owl are unusual, consisting of mostly screams and hisses. They feed on rodents, small birds, other small mammals, and insects. This owl nests in barns, silos, old buildings, and tree cavities. Due to their decline, the barn owl has been the subject of a major restoration effort by the Pennsylvania Game Commission in conjunction with landowners. An owl of open country, farmland, and large wetlands, the barn owl has been a victim of loss of habitat and nesting sites and the toxic effects of pesticides and rodenticides. Barn owl nesting locations currently are restricted to primarily in the south central and southeastern areas of the state, with a few locations in the north central region. The PGC's Barn Owl Recovery Project involves placement of man-made nest boxes in appropriate habitat with cooperation of landowners, along with educating the public, has helped to increase the number of nest sites and overall knowledge and appreciation of the barn owl. This next owl is not picky. In fact, any habitat with satisfactory tree cover will do for the screech owl. Tree cavities or nest boxes are important and fairly open understories are ideal, but the eastern screech owl lives and breeds successfully in farmland, suburban landscapes, and city parks. 
and trees are clear-cut, screech owls cannot survive. But the species readily recolonizes once trees are replanted, especially if nest boxes are also provided. Eastern screech owls have a varied diet, including birds and mammals, as well as a surprisingly number of earthworms, insects, crayfish, tadpoles, frogs, and lizards. They eat many kinds of mammals, including rats, mice, squirrels, moles, and rabbits. They also consume various small birds. The eastern screech owls nest in recycled holes and cavities opened or enlarged by woodpeckers, fungus, rot, or squirrels. They are most likely to be found in abandoned woodpecker nest holes. Eastern screech owls readily accept nest boxes, including those built for wood ducks or purple martens, and sometimes nest in wood piles, mailboxes, or crates left on the ground. They often lay two to six eggs during any given year. Just last winter, we had one outside the conservation district window perched in a Norway spruce fast asleep. And believe it or not, that was my first real encounter with owls in the wild. Have you ever heard a screech owl in the woods while you're hunting? I have not. It's an eerie sound in the dark. Is that the the trill sound? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Perhaps one of the most majestic owls in Pennsylvania, the snowy owl. The snowy owls are a winter visitor from the Arctic, occurring almost annually in Pennsylvania. Snowy owls can arrive here as early as late October and stay as late as mid-May. They prefer exclusively open habitat, such as farmland, lakeshores, airports, and urban areas. The diet of snowy owls consists of a variety of small mammals and birds, including waterfowl. Most of the snowy owls that visit Pennsylvania are immature birds. The next owl is the only brown-eyed owl in Pennsylvania. All the other owls have yellow eyes. It's also the only owl that persistently asks, who cooks for you? Who cooks for you all? It's the barred owl. The barred owl can be found in woodlands, wooded river bottoms, and wooded swamps. It favors mostly dense and thick woods with only scattered clearings, especially in low-lying and swampy areas. It's most common in deciduous or mixed woods in the southeast, but in north and northwest, it may be found in mature coniferous trees. The barred owl tends to feed mostly on small mammals, and its diet consists of many mice and other small rodents, as well as squirrels. It also eats rabbits, opossums, shrews, and other small animals. It may even snack on the occasional aquatic creatures such as crayfish, crabs, and fish. Just as we discussed with the other owls, barred owls recycle most of their nests by using leftover crow nests, hawk nests, or squirrel nests. Eventually, they lay a clutch of two to three eggs. So if you listen to the show often, you probably know that I like to throw in a few random facts here and there. So here's a couple facts about owls. Owls can almost turn their head all the way around, but it's not quite a 360 degree turn. They can turn their necks 135 degrees in either direction, which gives them 270 degrees of total movement. They can do this without injury or cutting off blood to their brain because they have a blood pooling system that powers their brain and eyes during a dramatic neck twist. The great horned owl can curl its talons with a force of about 300 pounds per square inch which is about the same strength as the strongest human bite. Well, hopefully you learned a thing or two about owls. I know I did. 
We do have a couple of events for today. Uh, Elk Mountain's 60th anniversary weekend will be held this coming weekend, January 25th and 26th. Day or twilight lift tickets will be $30. There will be prizes and giveaways all weekend. For more information, visit elkskier.com. Also, Lackawanna State Park will host Winterfest on Saturday, February 8th from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. There will be demonstrations on dog sledding, ice rescue, ice fishing, and more. There will be snowshoe loans, warming fires, kids' crafts, and hot food and beverages. Some activities will be dependent on the conditions. The event is free of charge. The Wilson F. Moore chapter of the National Wild Turkey Federation will host their 35th annual banquet on February 22nd at the VFW in Montrose. Doors open at 5 p.m. and you can register online at events.nwtf.org or for more information, contact Al Cuevas at 570-396-5033. Well, that does it for today's show. If you have any questions related to today's show, you can contact the Conservation District by calling 570-782-2105. If you missed a portion of today's show, you can go to our website, www.suscondistrict.org. Also, I'll pause for a minute and say our seedling sale is up, so you can go there and you can find a, a great selection of seedlings. You can also find our Conservation Corner page with past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and a contact form where you can reach out and ask for questions or make comments about the show. You can even suggest ideas for future shows. You have been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Courtney Bronze. I'm Don Hibbert saying, enjoy the outdoors. <laughs>